You have preconceived notions of what a pop star is going to be like, and he is not at all like that, really. Thousand voters uh, having to do with uh, Ruby Friedman. That's uh, she's a vote scammer. They were making death threats. We know where you live, nigga. We coming to get you. They were saying that I should be hung. What does it say that you have to come to work every day with body armor? It says that our democracy isn't as healthy as it should be. I heard a, a quote from Mark Twain and it's just so clear to me today. It's like, it's so easy to fool someone, but it's so much harder to convince someone that they have been fooled. For the past two years, Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss have lived in fear. Their names splattered across conservative media. That's Ruby's daughter. All because of a lie gonna pass that USB off. Ruby Freeman and Shay Freeman Moss, quite obviously, surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. 18,000 voters uh, having to do with uh, Ruby Freeman. That's, uh, she's a vote scammer. The pair were falsely accused of trying to rig the outcome in Joe Biden's favor in 2020 when they were election workers in Fulton County, Georgia. In the summer of 2022, they went to Capitol Hill to share their story with the January 6th committee. Ms. Moss, how has this experience of being targeted by the former president and his allies affected your life? It's turned my life upside down. I've lost my sense of security, all because a group of people, starting with number 45 and his ally, Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter, Shay. They're not the only ones under attack. Across the country, election officials have endured threats and confrontations over false accusations ever since the 2020 elections. You frauded out America of a real election where Donald Trump blew your fucking lying ass out of the water. We'll fucking kill you. You fucking thunder cunt, fucking bitch liar. Do you know, um... What happens to corrupt Democrat politicians and election officials? You know what happens? They learn firsthand the hard way why the Second Amendment exists. You rigged my fucking election, you fucking piece of shit. We're going to try you, and we're going to fucking convict your piece of shit ass, and we're going to hang you. In the survey that we did earlier this year, one in six election officials had been threatened. Less than half of those election officials reported those threats to law enforcement. The target of these threats are both Republicans and Democrats. The threats, though scattered, are serious enough that even the Department of Justice is taking notice. Now, Ruby and Shay are sharing their story in their first TV interview, and it's a harrowing preview of what could come. I am not a celebrity. I am Lady Ruby. We are black history. I don't want this, but I have no choice because of what the big lie. The big lie. 
Former President Donald Trump's false and frequently made claim that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from him still reverberates two years on. From the chaos that ensued in the days after polls closed in 2020, to the unprecedented number of threats to members of Congress in 2021, to the present day. Allegations of voter intimidation, voters now being watched by groups in camel. Incidents of political violence are increasing as Election Day approaches. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband attacked with a hammer inside their home. The suspect was yelling, where's Nancy? And now the big lie is on the ballot, too. In 2022, an estimated 60% of Americans will have candidates on their ballots who support Trump's false claims that the 2020 election was stolen from him. I don't believe we'll ever have a fair election again. 1776! I don't believe it. 1776! Trump's megaphone, conservative media. Once you see what we've seen and you know what we know, you never go back. We can never have machines in election again in the history, period. They have to go. For many election workers, the job is still a source of pride. Before 2020, it was for Shay when she was an election officer. It meant a lot to me. Um, I loved my job. I thought it was important to make sure everyone's voice was heard. Shea says the November 2020 election was different. There were more poll watchers and monitors, and they were intimidating and demanding. The monitors, there were maybe three times the amount as normal, and they were not so friendly. How so? They told me that they're here representing the Republican Party and this is what I need to do for them. I just had to constantly call upper management and ask them, you know, what to do after I did the obvious, which was ask them, you know, can you please stay behind here or do not touch the envelopes. You can't take pictures of, of this process. You can't videotape. You can't just walk freely in between and that's all according to law and regulation. Mm -hmm. Shea's workload was abnormally large in 2020. Because of the pandemic, fewer people voted in person, so there were more mail-in ballots to count. Her mom had been an election worker for decades, so Shea asked her to pitch in. They needed more help, so I can make a difference. When the initial tally showed Joe Biden winning Georgia by fewer than 15,000 votes, a recount was triggered by law. The results of that recount still showed a Biden win. Then President Trump requested a second recount, which again reaffirmed the results. Authorities are ordering a recount by hand. Trump and his associates also looked for evidence of wrongdoing by poll workers. You're gonna see Shea start maneuvering. In early December 2020, video began circulating online that would change Shay and Ruby's lives forever. This way, she's reaching right here. She just grabs something. She's looking over here. I was working the normal post-election work. When my supervisor showed me the video, and I was just confused because they showed me a video of us doing our work. The clips were taken from the live stream feed at State Farm Arena on election night where Shay and Ruby were working. 
then misinterpreted by conservative media outlets. One video purporting to show Ruby pulling out a suitcase of stolen ballots. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. The suitcases they claim we had were issued ballot boxes that we use every election. Another video allegedly showing Ruby passing Shea a USB drive of stolen votes. You were a little under the weather. Yes. She just grabbed something right here. Talking about uh, uh, in the far left there. Miss Ruby. What did you pass her? I have ginger mints in my purse. That's what I have. That's all I had to give her and put my faith with it, knowing this is going to make her feel better. And curls up. Okay, she got it. it okay. Ginger mint. These are now the most famous mints in, <laughs> in America. And this is what Rudy Giuliani said was an attempt to rig the election. Yeah. Donald Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, helped amplify the false description of these videos appearing in front of the Georgia State Legislature. It's a tape earlier in the day of Ruby Freeman and Shay Freeman Moss and one other gentleman quite obviously, surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. I thought he was losing it. I really felt that someone would tell him like, no sir, you don't know what you're talking about. I just got so sad. How dare you compare us to drug dealers? Oh, I was, I was done. Trump himself also repeated the outrageous accusation in a phone call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. We had uh, at least 18,000 that's on tape. We had them counted very painstakingly, 18,000 voters uh, having to do with uh, Ruby Friedman. That's, uh, she's a vote scammer, a professional vote scammer and hustler. I was like, really? You gonna call me out like that and what are you talking about? When I heard that call that he made um, to the Secretary of State office, I had hope. So look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have. And I was like, oh, okay, this is it. They, he, he just told on himself, that's it, it's going to be over with, but... That would be the end of it. <laughs> yes. But it wasn't. It wasn't. From the moment those videos went viral online, Ruby and Shay started getting threats. Shay said her Facebook was filled with messages from total strangers. I have to admit, I looked at every single one. They were saying that I should be hung, me and my mom will die, and, you know, like, burning crosses like a slap in the face, like just very hateful things. They would say really, really bad racist stuff, you know. We know where you live, nigga, we coming to get you. There's social media and then there's real life. Were you afraid you'd be killed? They were making death threats, um, yeah. 
Ruby's address was posted online, and people began showing up at her home and harassing her. Shay's last known address was her grandmother's house, so people started going there, too. But she's a little lady, so she just opens the door, and they were pushing her, and, like, she called me while they were right there, you know, just screaming. They were stalking you? Yes. Yes, they said that they had the right to make a citizen's arrest and the punishment for treason is death in U.S. The threats escalated to the point that the FBI told Shay and Ruby to go into hiding ahead of January 6th, 2021. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out here. I feel homeless. I don't have nowhere to go. I don't know nothing. And um, yeah, I was just out there for a moment. How do you deal with that? By the grace of God. The ordeal was too much for Shay and Ruby. They've now quit their jobs as election workers, and they're not alone. The information that is available, which shows um, election officials leaving, um, is, is concerning. In Georgia, um, five of the most populous counties have new election directors this cycle. Their potential replacements may come from a loose network of grassroots organizations who say their goal is making elections fair and safe, despite absolutely no evidence of systemic voter fraud. In the battleground state of Michigan, multiple groups are working to recruit people to be poll workers, but for reasons that are a little bit different from Shay and Ruby's. Got a big challenge with the elections coming up, but if we can keep them from stealing it, I think we have a good chance to win. We want to have citizens investigating the left-wing nonprofits that are infil- continue to infiltrate our election system. ABC News obtained these recordings of meetings between election groups in Michigan. Some of those involved say their goal is to stop the vote from being stolen, and they've been hosting trainings and informational sessions. Some of these activists say they also want to watch the U.S. mail. So what we want to do is become the monitors of the Postal Service, and by doing that, we want to start visiting postal facilities that we think are going to be handling election mail. Hello, I'm Cleta Mitchell. Cleta Mitchell was one of the lawyers supporting former President Donald Trump in his baseless legal challenge to question the result of the 2020 presidential election. She's the senior legal fellow at the Conservative Partnership Institute, which says it's nonpartisan, but Trump gave the group $1 million in 2021. Mitchell declined our request for an interview. Her group is at work around the country, and in Michigan, where the 2022 ballot is filled with candidates who have denied or questioned the validity of Joe Biden's 2020 victory. Republican Tudor Dixon is one of them. She's running for governor against incumbent Democrat Gretchen Whitmer. So when people ask, are you gonna accept the results of the election? I'm always like, trust me, it's gonna be Gretchen that's gonna be questioning the results of the election. Dixon has accused Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, a Democrat, of violating election rules. Do you trust the elections in Michigan? I believe if the elections are run legally, then we should trust them. But Jocelyn Benson has already tried to change the rules, so she, we're going to have to watch her. So that's a maybe. 
We're gonna have to watch her. Does it depend on whether or not you win? It depends on whether she runs it legally. She's gotta follow the rules. That's her job. Any right. elected official needs to. Next question. We wanna trust our elections. We wanna be so, you know, trusting of all of our elected officials. And right now, we've got a lot of questions, I think. You trust elections? Not until we get a new Secretary of State, an Attorney General, and Governor. Well, wait a minute, I'm gonna press you on that then. So only if your guys are running it. That's right. Do you trust it? Yep. That's not really the way democracy is supposed to work, is it? Hey, it's a free space. Free country. So off we go. What a pretty morning. So we're in Adams County, Colorado, right outside of Denver, and we're following three election workers who are going around and collecting ballots from the drop boxes. And they're being accompanied by a sheriff's deputy. Sign of the times. Colorado was one of the first states to send every voter a mail-in ballot. Residents here actually cast more ballots by mail than they do in person. The process starts here. Ballots are dropped into locked boxes that can only be accessed by one of these workers. All right, in there. About 15. Okay. Somewhere. Hold on. So and then he verifies the number. How'd this one go? Oh, just fine. This is uh, one of our lighter takes, but this is our job. Do you ever get people who come up to you and say, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suspiciously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That or they're off in the distance. The yellow vests tell help. <laughs> Nothing. We just watch each other's back. Watch each I'm... other's back because you're concerned about security. Safety. safety. Yeah. yeah. Personal safety. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. In Colorado, teams of ballot collectors have to be bipartisan, and today's trio is made up of a Republican, a Democrat, and an Independent. Since the integrity of the elections are under scrutiny now, um, I have questions too, and that's why I'm doing this. I'm confident in our process as far as we go. You trust these guys? I do, and, <laughs> and our, my boss, yeah. The, the fact of the matter is that this is important to me as a citizen being able to be a part of helping people to cast their vote is important to me. I'm going to get a little corny here. It's a sacred trust. It is. These are, these are legal documents that need proper security handling. The voice of the people. Yeah. That's, right. That's our future. Adams County elections are run by first-term county clerk Josh Ziegelbaum. He oversees over 600 election workers and over 300,000 voters. All right, so this is headquarters. Yes, this is the elections office. This area has changed. It's more secure now than it was? Correct, yes. How? Um, so these windows are brand new. These um, windows here? Yes, it, it was about a $50,000 
um, project to improve the security of our elections office. How does this improve the security? Um, voters used to be able to enter in through glass double doors, which have now been replaced with solid core wood doors on badge access. These do have garage doors. Those are doors that can come down in right. the case of an attack. Right. Correct. Um, and there's panic buttons? There's panic buttons Each underneath. Clerk has an um, really tried to harden the office as a target as much as we could. Harden the office of elections as a target. That's just sad to me. It is. It shouldn't be this way, but you know, we, we have a job to do. For Josh, those safety measures extend way past the doors of his office. You know, and every single day I, I make my commute a little bit different just for added protection as well. And I have had some incidences in, in the past where people followed me back to my neighborhood, but it, um, you know, a bit nerve-wracking. You were followed? Mm -hmm. That prompted me to start talking with the sheriff about, you know, personal safety. Uh, he recommended that I wear a, a ballistic vest whenever I feel necessary. I wear one pretty much every single day. You come to work with a bulletproof vest. Yes. From July 2021 to August 2022, the Department of Justice's Election Threats Task Force says they've reviewed over a thousand reports of hostile communications directed at election workers. We also work pretty closely with Homeland Security and the FBI, other, other agencies as well, um, the state's, Secretary of State's office. And um, you know, just through that collaboration, we've, we've figured out what would work best and move forward with it. So this is the first step for ballots in this center. Correct. There is a automatic signature recognition component to this machine, and then the rest are all reviewed by human being and bipartisan teams. So these are real ballots that have come in from the community for the upcoming November 8th election. Here they come. It's looking for the weight of the envelope, the thickness of the envelope, all those different components. And, and it helps, as you can see, if, you know, this one, there's no signature no on this signature, one. It says, right. um, you know, each, each pocket is labeled. This one says signature discrepancy. It, right. it, it's wondering whether or not that's the authentic signature. Correct. It's amazing. Correct. As county clerk and recorder, did you ever think that you would have to worry about being targeted? No, it was never a, a thought that crossed my mind that it would be as intense as it can be these days. Things have changed. Things have changed. Does it feel like it's getting better or worse? Those who continue to be election deniers, from my perspective, have dug in harder than before and are more connected to it. And we receive communications, um, sometimes people coming to the office, um, you know, saying not just nasty things, but things that could be taken as a, as a level of veiled or direct threat. You know, being in the Marines, um, I served five and a half years and you know, used to wearing a level of body armor. Didn't think that I would end up having to do that after getting out. What does it say that you are the county clerk in this county and you have to come to work every day with body armor? It, it says that you know, there, our democracy isn't a, as probably healthy as it should be right now. Since 2020, Josh says his office has received dozens of threats. Well, you've provided us with some of these, and just 
Yeah, they, they kind of run the gamut. Thanks, but we won't be voting since our votes don't get counted and are altered by the democratic tyranny agenda. Not true. Too bad we've lost our freedoms to vote. But then you get, it's wartime now. Right. See you on the field. Right. And you know, communications that come in like that to us, we do consider to be threats. I'm perfectly happy that I represent this individual as an elected official. And if he or she decides to, to cast their ballot, it will count just the same. That misinformation mm -hmm. that really is the, the source of the danger to you and the people who work here. Right. What can you do about that? Continual communication. And I invite them to come on in here to work for us as an election judge, uh, see how the, the process works, um, participate in it, and engage in it. And more often than not, when they actually do that, they become our biggest advocates. This all looks very familiar. It looks like a place where people go to vote. What's happening? It is. These are our election workers, and this is a simulation training for the voter services polling centers in Adams County. So they're kind of testing. They are. This is dress rehearsal. It's very important that everybody is represented and that all eligible voters are allowed to vote. You sound proud of this. Job. I am very proud of this job. I came to Adams County as a skeptic because of what I'd seen on the news and in the media. And, and um, I was very rewarded or very excited to find that there are so many quality checks, almost redundancies that we do to ensure the vote and to ensure the quality of the vote. Interesting. So you came into this job thinking you can't really trust elections or there's well, something wrong with them. Right, yeah, I, how does that happen? You know, all of the bad things that you see, how in the world could that happen? And so... And how do you feel now? Oh, it, it's almost an impossibility that those things could happen. What do you say to people, neighbors, who a lot of people very skeptical about the integrity of our elections, including here in Adams County? I would encourage them to come to the government center here in Adams County and take a tour. I've been voting for decades, and every time I show up to vote, yeah. it feels great. But we're in this moment right now where... There's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of noise. That's what we call it, because it's nonpartisan. <laughs> right, right. And you're confident that that process, at the end of the day, will result in a true vote of the people of Adams County? Always. 100%. And you didn't feel that way... When I came here. Which was... 2020. It's great. It, it is. is great. I love to learn. You know, in black families, they say that everything happens in the kitchen. Ruby Freeman eventually returned home, but she isn't staying for long. She's moving from the place she's lived for two decades. Shay feels like she has to move, too. I just want to total up what you've lost. You've left your career, which you've loved. You lost your business. Business. And you're gonna you're gonna leave this home. Home. The ability you know, to just be, to just go places. Like just go. I'm gonna go in this store and pay for my gas, and you know I might walk through the aisles, look for a snack. I am not doing any of to that. To this day. Yes, to this day. Why? Because people recognize, recognize me. 
and they call you out. I have to move because I'm really fearful. You know, and you say, is it going to go away? I don't um, know when um, because I do believe there are certain people that's going to run for, for um, president again. And, and so I will always have that over me. Do you regret it? No, I don't regret the work I did because I know that I helped a lot of people. And I know throughout the years I've trained a lot of people to be able to do the work that I did. I'm happy that I was able, you know, to educate people. So I'll never regret that. What would you tell someone who was thinking about volunteering or going to work for the election board in their county? Go for it. I would tell them it's, it's a great, a great career. After um, all you've been through. I would want them to go for it. I want them to experience, you know, elections and how much joy and knowledge you can get out of that. It's my Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Well, this doesn't suck. <laughs> Hi. Only the best space for me. Just do it here. Wow, this is very nice of you. I'm so glad you like it. Charlie Puth only has a few hours to kill here in New York City. A gifted pianist, singer, and pop star. And over the next two days, he's about to let us into his world and that musical mind. Look outside and listen to these chords. It's like the most New York thing ever. Cloudy day in New York. Cloudy day in New York. <laughs> you just composed a cloudy day in New York. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad song title, actually. <laughs> Music was my therapist, and the chord progressions were like the, 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 the chair that I laid on, and the melody was the, the figurehead talking to me. Well, what did you think about that when you were writing that? The four-time Grammy nominee has garnered worldwide attention for bringing fans deep into his creative process on TikTok. You got a little bass that goes boom, doom, doom, doom. And then a really soft guitar like. This man is a genius. The way he can make music out of anything and everything. His music has really gotten me through a lot. He's talented. Vocally, he's amazing. He writes his own music. His hit, See You Again, became the anthem of 2015. Fast forward to 2022, a third studio album, grown up and self-aware, the self-titled Charlie. And now it's time to see his fans again, back on tour.
So Charlie, in many ways, is getting rave reviews. People are referring to it as a breakup album, although you said this isn't quite a breakup album. It's more of a how did I let this get me so low album. And it was also a very healing album. Every time I felt something and I wrote a song about it, like if the feeling was resentment and bitterness, I would finish the song to the last hi-hat, to the last little bit of vocal. I'd send it um, to the mastering engineer and we'd be done. And then I'd listen to the song, I'd have something feasible in my hand and I'd be like, I don't have to harbor any resentment towards anybody anymore or feel anything that I was feeling in the song. Okay, world, here you go. Absolutely. And so this album is pretty much an embodiment of you coming into your own. Yeah, it's my personality with a little beat behind it. I think for a while I wasn't exactly encouraged to tell my story. As many hits as I have, none of those hits did anything for me as an artist. No one really knew me and what I was like. And now, is it fair to say you're leaning into your, I don't know, your inner dork? Yeah. And then the violin, or no, sorry, the cello would go. I, I, I am a definite dork who wants to inspire others to put their personal experience into art. But you're making dork cool. I suppose. I think dorks are cool. Absolutely. You use TikTok in the way that chefs use a test kitchen. Yes. What if there was another part of the song that went blum, 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 blum. Add some bass that goes bum 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 bum. It almost is like the audience is collaborating. The pandemic took away my ability to play for audiences, and usually I would leave having played for 15,000 of my fans, and I would go back into my bus and make a whole new song. I'm like, wait till they hear this next year. Charlie started playing piano with his mother at age four, gaining fans online as a teen. He hit it big after signing with Ellen DeGeneres' record label. But as much as his fans love him, Charlie has waded into some controversy. His online persona has at times gotten negative backlash, some accusing him of queer baiting, implying same-sex attraction to engage or pander to the LGBTQ plus community. When you were posting thirst traps and being very sexy, uh -huh. some people online were accusing you of queer baiting. What did you make of that? People think I'm sexy. That's the first thing. I, I didn't realize that. I didn't. <laughs> That's, that's, this is news to you? This is great news. I wish someone would have told me that in high school. That's the first thing I thought, <laughs> genuinely. To respond to the queer baiting, I am not doing that. And I'm in, I'm in fact more inspired than ever by the LGBTQ community. I want to make the soundtrack to their lives. One of the things that you're obviously well known for is having perfect pitch. Yes. And when did you first recognize that like, oh, I have this thing? I first recognized it when um, I went to church every Sunday and I would hear the same hymnals and the same pieces of music uh, over and over and over again in Holy Cross in Rumson, New Jersey. And one day they were gonna use a tape because they didn't have the organist there for whatever reason. My 12 year old self raised my hand and I was like, I can play the whole mass from memory. And they were like, sure. That's a very rare talent. We're gonna move over to the Piano. Sure. Just happened to have a spoon or two. Utensils and the first are one, coming out. The first one I wanted to try was this. Okay, okay. Try, try this. It's a high C. That's a high C? Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Okay, what about this one? 
sad, right? E flat and E. You confess that you're in love. Yeah, no, I, I, I am. And I feel like that'll be the main topic for the, uh, the next album. More what does being in love sound like? I went to the D flat major to the A flat. Really, um, it, it feels like balance, but always leaving you on your toes kind of thing. Mm. And that's what these little notes in between, like I could easily play. It's nice. That's but if, finished. That's yeah. finished, but if you, but being in love is. He has like all those little intervals that are, when are ugly, yeah. but then when you add the, rest of the notes, it becomes pretty. Especially early love, where it sounds like you are. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Trust me, 30 years in, it sounds different. You have preconceived notions of what a pop star is gonna be like, and he is not at all like that, really. A few hours before his big return to the iconic Beacon Theater, Team Puth is giving us a sneak peek of how he preps to perform and how he engages fans. So the super fans are already here for the meet and greet experience. Check it out. Super ornate, old New York, classic New York theater. Let's go. Charlie has been um, Cut off from his fans because of the pandemic. This is the first time that he really gets to die. If you don't mind, I'm going to warm up my voice in front of you, basically, if that's okay. As if you have a choice. Cobbs, let's do Tears on My Piano because I want to see how it sounds in this room. Shall we do it? Yeah. He's such an inspiration. He just he heals and helps people. He saves lives. And saves just, lives how? With his music, his lyrics. Yes. Charlie bears his soul to the sold-out crowd, unveiling his new songs from the new album. You turn me on like a light switch when you're moving your body around Like light switch. And left and right. This is the song that I have to end every set with for the rest of my life. Let's do it. It's been a We're all here not for a very long time. We're here for a very important time. And the goal is to inspire each other. So why am I going to dissuade someone from pursuing their dream? I know that sounds cornball, but it's, it's the truth. Like, I want people to look at me and be like, I could do what Charlie's doing. <laughs> 